Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi. And tonight's episode is on embracing spiritual sexuality. Going through a process where we touch on the spiritual side of sex. And I know I've had some pretty incredible experiences throughout my lifetime with the spiritual side of sexuality. And I'd like to define it a little bit as well as we can because spiritual is often kind of a loaded word. <laughs> First and foremost, I don't mean religious. When I talk about spiritual, I'm talking more about the energy being that we are deep within. And I'm talking a little bit about how the mind-body-spirit connection works together. And also a little bit about higher states of consciousness or different states of consciousness that we can achieve through either sexual ecstasy or through BDSM role-playing. Sometimes it's a dominant and sometimes it's a submissive going into subspace. And subspace is kind of an inward journey deep within the psyche. It's a place that 
submissive goes when during a BDSM play scene, oftentimes. It can take you very deep and very interesting places. I know that I've experienced some out-of-body experiences while in subspace, as well as in sexual ecstasy. I've felt that connection with the universe, with all that is. I feel a connection that goes deep. I mean, I become one with all. It's this feeling. There's even been times when I've seen visions and colors and light. And it's just this feeling of love and unconditional, full love. It's hard to put into words some of the places we've gone. But in our show tonight, I'd like to talk a little bit of how to get there if you're interested in experiencing this more spiritual side of sexuality or the spiritual side of BDSM. I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. And I know I've taken Paul on some pretty amazing journeys. Would you like to share a little bit about some of the places you've been? Oh, I would. So when I first started working with you, I know that I had personally lost a lot of my spiritual side. And while I respected your your need and your desire to tie in spirituality with with the teachings that you 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 were giving me i didn't really i i felt so disconnected from my own spirituality at the time that to me that wasn't one of the most as- important aspects of what we were doing but through the work that we've done together, I have started to see it a completely different way. I refound my spirituality through the work that we've been doing together. And it happened slowly and incrementally. It happened as I went further and further into subspace. Part of it was doing the, the daily meditations and in reflecting every day on the work that we were doing together. A big part of it has been becoming more mindful through my through my practice of of the principles that you teach me and that mindfulness has a way of really like touching something deeply spiritual within me. I know that there was one experience I had with you where we had done kind of an impromptu scene one night and all of a sudden I heard this small voice in the back of my head say, hey, I'm here and I've been here the whole time. And I I recognized it right away when it happened to be like, my inner child to be parts of myself that I thought I had lost years ago. And it was one of the most deeply spiritual experiences I've had ever. Uh, And it was 
incredible. And ever since then, I've been able to tap into that part of myself and really tap into this deep well of unconditional love that that version of me has that I I hadn't felt connected to in years and years and it was absolutely incredible. Ah. And I'm glad you brought that up because there the spiritual side can take many different forms. Sometimes it can be a voice, an inner voice. Sometimes it can be a vision. Sometimes it can be just this overwhelming feeling and this sense of oneness. It can take a whole lot of different forms. And for each form I've experienced, it's been just this life-changing. It opens doors that had previously been shut for me. And once they open up, it's like a whole new world emerges for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been very amazing process. Oh, I, I, I agree for sure. For me, it's, it's been this in, interesting journey that I've been on. And like I said, it's happened incrementally over time. It didn't all happen overnight. And parts of it I didn't recognize as spiritual until much later and really looked back on it. Uh, one of the things that the the training and the teachings that you have given me ha- has really done for me is I know that I am a lot better at recognizing my emotional response to things as they are happening to me. And for me, that's huge because I used to have a big problem with not realizing how I felt about something until I I had to look back on it and then realize like, oh, either this was really good emotionally for me or it was really bad. You know, I had a, a hard time recognizing those feelings in the moment and I've gotten much better at really noticing and understanding those feelings while they're happening for me and as I've gotten better at understanding my own emotional response to things I've gotten better at at modifying my behavior at saying things when I feel things instead of letting them fester underneath and I think all of those things has have done a lot to feed my my spiritual center and feed my heart and help me become a more spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And I think part of, especially with the emotions, being able to get a grip on them as they're happening opens the door to being more proactive and not reactive to the emotions, especially the stronger emotions. <laughs> that can be very healthy and beneficial. And I think part of it, too, is that for me, 
being able to be mindful of not just my emotional state, but fully present and fully aware of my body and the people around me or person around me, to be fully aware of who and what I am opens up even larger with each spiritual connection I make mm -hmm. and have made throughout my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is a process. It's not... So, well, for some people, they have that one big aha moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've heard stories, and I've even had some in my life, where mm -hmm. all of a sudden I was... It seemed like I was at the bottom of everything, and and I had one of those moments where the energy spoke to me and said, it's going to get better. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see any real sign at the time. I thought things were going to keep going down, 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 and I was about as low as I could get. <laughs> and I tried to commit suicide, and was really at the bottom and that was one of my big aha moments mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden this this energy this voice spoke to me and said it's gonna get better and you have a function in place here mm -hmm. or you will in time mm -hmm. and it really kind of opened gave me a vision of that uh, helped turn my life around and it was a big moment. Mm -hmm. and then I've had tons of those little moments where just, I remember one time I was just walking on a fall day in the woods. I don't know what it was, but the sunlight was hitting this rock and near a tree, and the light just seemed shimmering and magical, and it just... I felt this overwhelming presence of love and and just so sometimes these things can just mm -hmm. happen and mm -hmm. out of the blue and then other times it's it's something that happens through the process of doing a BDSM scene or doing getting into really intense sexual ecstasy where you're going very deep but it is an interesting process very much so i think one of the things that interests me most about this kind of process is how how diverse the it can be because you know yeah there are a lot of more subtle smaller moments you know, and they're happening more and more as I become more in tune with them. And then peppered in there, there are also the really big, they feel completely earth-shatteringly life-changing at the time. And both kinds of experiences are very, very powerful. They're just powerful in different ways. And some of the more subtle ones when you look back on them sometimes that's when like the massive change that you're waiting to have happen in your life happens you know sometimes it happens with an earth shatteringly 
amazing epiphany, but a lot of times it's real subtle things like that voice coming in your head and telling you that things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that it's real easy sometimes to discount the, the subtle ones, uh, especially when you have experienced the, the ones where basically God takes you by the shoulders and shakes you about. But sometimes it's those more subtle ones that make the really big difference. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because it's a spiritual experience like that isn't something you can just will to happen or try to make happen. Basically, they it's kind of like an orgasm. You can't make an orgasm happen. Mm-hmm. But there are some steps you can do to provide kind of fertile ground for them to happen in. Mm-hmm. And they will happen when they happen. Mm-hmm. And same with orgasm. It's mm-hmm. like I can work with the body and touch it in certain ways mm-hmm. and and build that sexual energy up and and create fertile ground for the orgasm to happen mm-hmm. and then it happens mm-hmm. but i can't go oh i'm going to orgasm right now <laughs> yeah well the same kind of applies with spiritual mm-hmm. experiences and sometimes they've snuck up on me i mean mm-hmm. i remember one time i was doing a scene and i was really going deep into subspace and Subspace usually is kind of a spiritual experience mm-hmm. for me anyway, but but this one just all of a sudden I went out of body. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard to put into words exactly, but I was both in my body and out of my body at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I could see the connection between my out-of-body form and my body. And it was this kind of whole different perspective Everything just changed at that moment, and it was like I felt the energies around me, the energies mm-hmm. of the world, the universe, the, the whole people around me playing me. I watched as they, from above, as they were spanking me and taking me deeper mm-hmm. and deeper, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was something that just... I'd been in very intense scenes like that in the past mm-hmm. where that didn't happen. Yeah. But it just all of a sudden happened at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think part of the good news is that even though we can't willfully make it happen, mm-hmm. we can do the things that will allow it to happen. And even in sexual ecstasy, there's been times when I've edged an orgasm and or I've been with a partner and we've been making intense love and all of a sudden it hits me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes it hits both me and my partner at the same time. And mm-hmm. that can be incredible. Or we both go into this kind of other realm. And it's like, I think some of the features are that all of a sudden we're outside of time. Time just in there right now 
And it's a beautiful experience, very life-changing. Mm -hmm. What do you think some of those things are that you can do that help you get into the right state to allow these things to happen? I think first and foremost is developing this whole concept of being mindful, being fully present, and being fully aware of your body and bringing, I think that's why both BDSM and sex help us get there so well. Because when we're getting into a scene or we're getting close to an orgasm or even raising the sexual energy, it's like all of a sudden we're more, or we can be more in tune with the present moment. We can be fully present with ourselves and with the people around us. Mm-hmm. And that definitely sets the stage for spiritual experience to occur. It really kind of opens that door and creates the fertile ground. Oh, yeah. And it takes that kind of self-discipline to get there. I think part of it for me was just being, instead of trying to really raise, I talk about raising sex energy, but it was really more about being open to touch, being Mm -hmm. receptive to it, and being really fully opening myself. And in a way, I think part of the mechanic is really fully surrendering and opening myself up to it and closing off that part of the mind that thinks in the future or past or Mm -hmm. worries or just shutting all that down and getting more into the intuitive side of the brain, getting into that mindful state Mm -hmm. where we are fully present And part of the process is just being with a partner, being, Mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes I'll touch someone and just be fully aware of their body and my body and and fully present, and the touch becomes electric. Mm -hmm. It becomes something greater than just your normal touch. (laughs) Oh, definitely. And uh, now you've experienced that with mm-hmm. me where <laughs> oh, yeah. all of a sudden the energy just goes through the roof. And sometimes it's things that, you know, we don't have a good vocabulary for touch, mm-hmm. but there are some very powerful different levels you can attain through t- just touch. Mm-hmm. I think that an- another thing, at least for me, that that helps a lot is focusing on my breath and focusing on like not just the feeling of breathing but the the feeling of the what the air is doing in my body the rising of my chest the the falling of my chest i think that focusing on breath to start out a lot of the the workings that we do is the first step to really being fully aware of what is going on in my body, what is going on outside of my body, being very aware of the the temperature of the air that that's hitting me and whether there's any movement in the air or if it's still or 
some of the sounds. Uh, a lot of times we do very ritualistic things like lighting candles and like being aware of like the flickering light of the candles and paying attention to the small details mm-hmm. of my surroundings i i really find helps prime that part of me that has those spiritual experiences to be ready to have one and i think also another thing that really helps a lot is forming that genital heart connection either with yourself or with your partner mm-hmm. and part of that is a process of just for me touching my heart and my genitals and vibrating my hands over them and just kind of stirring that energy and that connection between the genitals and the heart can be a very powerful opening of ourselves and opening that door to allow things to happen. They may or may not in that one particular circumstance, Mm -hmm. but it definitely opens the door for it to happen. Yeah. And I... I think another thing that I think is one of the reasons I kind of lost track of my spirituality for a while is I I used to have really amazing spiritual epiphany moments fairly regularly. And then for a while, I just stopped experiencing them and I think that like expecting it to happen this particular time can make it so that it is less likely for that to happen so uh, having this openness to allowing something to happen and also being open to that thing not happening exactly when you expect it to either like having an open having an openness for both I think is another important part of it yeah it gets back to that total surrender uh, to the experience and total surrender of the self and opening up of the self and I know there's times when I've worked with you on embracing the pain in Mm -hmm. some of our BDSM sessions. Mm -hmm. And I think that, too, opens the door to some degree. Oh, yeah. I know that we have experienced times where I've taken you into very deep, intense Mm -hmm. pain and Mm -hmm. had you breathe it in and not fight it and have you relax into it and accept it in and... Mm -hmm. Once again, it gets back to that whole concept of surrender and just opening a part of ourselves to the experience. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to share a little bit about some of those experiences and how they felt for you? So this was something that we tackled pretty early on in my training I've needed reminders here and there, but it really the the main part of me learning really was earlier in the beginning because I think that when I originally got into BDSM, 
I wasn't focused on the spiritual aspects of it. I wasn't focused on... I was focused on how good it felt on the other end. I was I was focused on the happy brain chemicals and things like that. And at the time, the pain was just something that I had to endure to get to the part that I really liked. So in a way, in the beginning, the, the pain was kind of the enemy. And I was looking at it more like it's something that I had to overcome. It was, But then when I realized that it was every bit as important as the endorphins and the feel-good chemicals and the things like that, it, when I really started to learn the, the real importance of it and that the pain itself was a gift, not just something I had to endure to get to the parts that I liked. It really changed my concept about everything that we were doing, and it got easier and easier to not run away from that pain, to not view it as the enemy, but to just accept it as a part of the full experience and as I started to really sink into that mindset and as I started to really understand that the the beauty that I saw in the pain that I was receiving and my ability to let go and breathe into the pain and not run away from it mentally and just allow it to to be and to be okay with it uh, really, really increased. And it made a huge difference, especially in the spiritual in- impact that the BDSM had for me. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the key words you said in all this was focus. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes what we focus on will often open a door, especially when we can focus in a new way that we hadn't before. And I think I remember that one of the first times I had you really embrace the pain, and I I said, don't fight it. Let it wash through you. Let it purify you, because pain can purify. Mm -hmm. And... You focused in on it and just kind of opened up and let it wash through you. And mm-hmm. and as it did, I saw your whole body language change. You relaxed into it and accepted it in. And, and it was a very amazing, magical moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it really was. And it's interesting to me how... Most of the work and training that we had to do on, on this topic happened early on in my training. It was something that I I really did take to heart and something that I really did really fully embrace and absorb into myself. And the more that I do, the A, it it has become 
kind of routine, but it also is the kind of thing where now, I, I know that you've mentioned this in the past, you know, it used to take me a, a while to really get into subspace. And the more I've practiced with you and the more I've learned about surrendering to the pain and embracing the pain as it came up, the easier and easier it has been for me to completely fall into subspace to to the point where even when I demo bottom for you for different classes that you do or different workshops that you're running, even though those uh, those experiences generally aren't nearly as extreme as other scenes that we are doing, I still am able to fall fairly deep into subspace even mm-hmm. even without the experience going very deeply. And I think it is that point of focus. It's changing our awareness and opening up ourselves in a new way. Why don't you describe a little bit of what it's like to be in subspace? What does it feel like? What's happening internally for you? So for me, subspace is a really interesting place because it starts for me and I think this is part of the reason why it's easier for me to go into subspace now part of it is a ritual like part of it I can partially bring myself there before even the first impact happens or the first whatever that we're doing in the scene because it starts with me doing all the things, like setting out all of the equipment to to do the scene, lighting candles in the moments before we do a scene where we may breathe together or even when you're just talking with me, but I know that we're going to be doing a scene soon. Like I feel myself get to this very meditative space and then as I start to experience erotic pain from you I feel like I'm just kind of falling more and more into the pain and into the eroticism of what we're doing and at first especially with impact play or something like that or you know, needles or anything that has, you know, that's very incremental. At first, like, I start, like, it starts off with me feeling each individual impact very specifically. And then as we go deeper and deeper into the scene, if, like, the physical sensations from each each impact or each additional needle or each shock of the violet wand or whatever we're doing, they kind of blur more and more into each other. And all of a sudden, like 
my whole body is just going through this exquisite pain, but also ecstasy. It's very cathartic. It's it's very much everything at one time. And for me, like the the noises in the room like start changing. Like I start hearing this thing that I know is like mostly in my head. Like sometimes like my vision gets a little bit cloudy. I feel like I'm feeling like all of these different um, vibrations and uh, like frequencies all throughout my body and throughout my head. And there are times when I've not not had a, a true out-of-body BDSM experience, but I know I've gotten close, and there are times when I feel like my my ability to feel things goes past where the edges of my body are. It, it's really hard to ex- ex- describe in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just gets thoroughly interesting and weird and wonderful. <laughs> I think part of what's happening, because I have studied tantric sex and studied some of the Eastern philosophies, and I think part of what's going on is that we do have the different chakras and energy mm-hmm. centers. And as we move into these type of experiences, we're opening up those chakras and the energy's flowing and and I know that when I've had out-of-body experiences, uh, I feel it go through the top of my head, my crown chakra. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden I'm, I'm flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and each chakra has different, you know, I've read other people's descriptions. And like the third eye chakra is when people start seeing visions and mm-hmm. colors and and experience uh, imagery. Mm-hmm. And the throat chakra kind of opens up that communication and abilities to be creative and expressive. And and so sometimes, and we haven't done this yet, but uh, except to a very limited de- degree, but getting into primal screaming and can sometimes awaken and open a new door. Mm-hmm. Working with the different chakras can be very powerful. And, you know, once again, forming that genital heart connection, that connection between your chakra and the heart, and then with your sexual chakra. Mm-hmm. And it's this kind of connection that. Mm-hmm. Helps get that energy flowing through your body. And we are energy beings. I mean, science has already identified that we have energy fields that actually emanate outside of our bodies. And so I think part of the, the process is getting in tune with our energy self and getting in tune, more in tune with, and I think that's where working with pain and with ecstasy and pleasure help us make that kind of leap into the energy side of things 
all of a sudden we're more tuned to it and we open ourselves up to it more so that the experience can occur. I'd like to, oh wow, we're already at 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's time for our station break. <laughs> and I'd like to say a couple of things before I talk about the website. I'm going to do a little uh, segue here. I am working on my sex coach certification. And once I complete the program and get certified, I will be offering sex coaching services. So I'd like to let people know that this is coming up. It's going to be a while. I'm still early in the training, but it's coming along really amazingly well. I really am loving the training program and Sex Coach University is a very amazing program and it's so connected with my own philosophies about working towards solutions instead of digging through problems. <laughs> and so, many, so much of therapy and psychotherapy it is about looking at the past and going through the problems. As a social worker, I was a social worker for 15 years, clinical social worker. And one of the things I really embraced when I was in social work was called the systems theory. And basically it's person and situation and you start where the client is. And it was a little bit more solution focused. But sex coach training is even more solution-focused. It's getting someone who's having sexual issues or having difficulties in a sexual relationship or even difficulties with sex with solo pleasuring and taking that person and giving them the new skills and and new directions to where they can achieve their goals. And so I'm really getting deep into the program now and really loving it. <laughs> and uh, of course, during our station break, I do want to mention our website, ravenslayerleather.com. I do have set up the membership site. You can get a link off our website to join that membership site if you'd like to put in some comments or raise questions or even comment on some of the shows we do. And of course, we have training videos on the website, so take advantage of those. They are available and will help with a lot of the things we cover on the show. It gives us structure and uh, some worksheets and directions on how to really fully experience a deeper sexual experience. <laughs> so any comments before we return to our topic? I'd also like to remind people that we have a Patreon page, which you can find through the website, or you can go directly to patreon.com forward slash ladyboy Gigi. I believe it is, right? Yeah. Okay. And there's a link on the website. Yeah, and there's a link link on the website. But that's another way that you can 
support us in the work that we're doing here to help provide the world with more sex education um, for adults. And the website again is ravenslayerleather.com. So check it out. We have a lot of information there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So back to the spiritual sexuality, the embracing the spiritual and sexuality. I know that for me, when I first started embracing that spiritual component, especially, well, in both BDSM and in sexual expression, it was a very healing power that Mm -hmm. healed so many wounds within me. Mm -hmm. It's a process, though. It didn't happen overnight. But going through different experiences brought me to catharsis. It brought me, it empowered the inner child. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things we haven't touched on yet on the spiritual side is that we all live in a sex-negative culture. And to some degree, we've all been wounded in different ways from living in this sex-negative world. Mm-hmm. Between body image issues to performance issues, mm-hmm. sexual performance issues to not feeling good enough or some of the Puritan work ethics that tell us and we're culturated that, oh, you're not supposed to receive pleasure. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to work hard and and do your duties. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so by going through this process, it helped me heal and grow from some of this negative conditioning and overcome it and empower the inner mm-hmm. child and empower myself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it looks like you have a story or something to tell on this. Well, I I was going to say, while it has done a lot of the same things for me, another thing that it has also helped me deal with is past sexual traumas that I didn't realize how how badly they were holding me back until we started working together. But through through the training that you've give, given me and through meditation and through um, different scenes that we've done, it has really... And I think that part of it is that it was feeding the inner child. And it. I think that one of the ways that it did that is I think that the everyone goes through some form of trauma. The world that we live in, you don't get out unscathed. And I think that that trauma a lot of the times is what holds back that inner child it kind of obfuscates yourself from yourself and through doing a lot of the training that I've done with you I've been able to work through a lot of the the traumas that I went through when I was younger and even as a young adult that hold me back Mm -hmm. and I know that for me I remember 
I felt distant and numb and day-to-day routines just kind of set in and work was a priority and I was so focused on life, but it wasn't real life. It was just going from work to eating meals to going through the different routines of the day and and life just became kind of this numb walking through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I started putting in some practices like my daily meditations, my daily morning erotic affirmations mm-hmm. and keeping a journal and doing some of the energy workings, all those were some of the things that helped contribute to opening that door to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. It helped me become more aware and more alive. And it sparked that part of us that shines bright and mm-hmm. really ignited my passions. And all of a sudden, the, that feeling of just kind of the walking dead evaporated mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was fully passionate and alive and vibrant and and I think that's one of the parts we kind of overlook when we talk about the spiritual side is that often one of the side benefits is that it does spark that passion mm-hmm. and that that zest for life oh yeah definitely. in a very deep real sense it's like each day I wake up and go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth and then I go right back to bed and uh, start playing with my cock and raising that sexual energy and I get it raised up to this height where I'm right near the edge of an orgasm and I just kind of keep it there and then I hit play on my phone and listen to my affirmations And I think part of the process that makes this so powerful is that when we reach that higher level of sexual ecstasy, we're in that pleasure mode. We're into that receptive mode. We open ourselves up. And when I do the affirmations, it's like they're going, they're making a straight beeline to... (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think the part of us that really opens the door to change mm-hmm. and to spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. Plus, it gives me such a great, <laughs> amazing way to start the day. It's mm-hmm. like, and I, you know, some mornings I will reach an orgasm, but most of the time I just raise that energy and mm-hmm. circulate it with breath work through my body as I listen to the the affirmations and mm-hmm. and we become what we tell ourselves and by making those affirmations I become much more confident I become a better human being mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the spiritual side that has a little bit more of the physical attributes and the more day-to-day attributes mm-hmm. it really is amazing how these processes can work. Well, I I think one of the things for me that I think is very interesting is I think through a lot of the practices 
that allow me to be more spiritually open to having spiritual moments, all of a sudden, even the, you know, quote-unquote mundane things in my life, all of a sudden those get charged with more interest. It doesn't feel boring. It doesn't feel monotonous. All of a sudden there's this extra life in it that mm-hmm. I didn't experience before. You know, I, um, having gone through a lot of the training with you, I, I find that now things like washing dishes and, you know, cleaning house and doing regular upkeep things really, you know, they really feed me and I I get more out of them. It's more than just what is necessary to to live. I I recognize this uh, internal richness that I I didn't notice before. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the spirit, spiritual awakening through sexuality and through BDSM. It does bring us more fully alive and to experience life at a deeper level. I know it's opened that door for me in many ways where I'm more present with people, even in my daily tasks or daily running around. Mm-hmm. When I go to certain events I'm more in tune with the people around me mm-hmm. and more focused and more mindful it's being being mindful is a practice in an art yeah and it's a part of doing these exercises like the morning erotic affirmations and doing the erotic meditations and getting more in tune with our sexual energy is a very powerful and very primal part of ourselves. I mean, our bodies are designed for sex and and attuned to sex. And sex can open so many amazing channels and pathways within us, whether speaking neurologically or speaking from the energy centers. It just opens a whole new door for all of us. So, any thoughts? I think that it's really interesting because as you get in touch with your your spiritual self, your spiritual body, and in turn it helps you get in touch with your physical body, it they they kind of feed each other, cause I feel like the more in tune I have gotten with my heart and my spirit, the more mastery I've gotten over my physical body and you know my day to day life and and in kind of those mundane things that. I was mentioning earlier, and I think that it it's a feedback loop. You know, the more you focus on your spiritual self, the more you can learn about the, your internal life, which will help to enrich your day-to-day living. It 
for me, like one of the big things I mentioned earlier is that it helped me learn about my emotional response to things, which has helped me in every interpersonal relationship I've had. Uh, it also allows me to recognize when something is upsetting me so that I I know how to respond without blowing up or without going to some really negative places that I don't like and then taking care of that more concrete part of your life will only make you better at the spiritual aspects as, as well so it it they both feed on each other and I think that it's in, incredibly powerful oh yeah <laughs> I know that for me when I first started this path it was back in the early 70s or mid 70s actually or no early 70s I was about 15 when I started really getting more in tune with nature and with sexuality even though I hadn't come of age it just felt tingly good down there <laughs> but something awoke in me and from that point on it was just this whole process of new discoveries and each time I discovered a new pathway, it was like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> and I have had lots of experience with both sexuality and BDSM. And, and these are my main pathways. But also, also I've gotten into some other endeavors that open a spiritual door for me too. Things like, I'm into sculpture, I'm into sailing, I'm into photography, I'm into a lot of creative endeavors. And part of this spiritual aspects has really opened the door to creativity within me. I can become more creative when I'm more in tune with my body and my mind and my spirit. And all of a sudden it's like, I make new connections in my mind that I couldn't make before because I was just fully mindful and present enough. And so becoming more fully mindful and present, it really opens a whole new arena for other aspects of life. And I know that for you, you've identified math as one of your mm -hmm. endeavors that you feel passionate about. Oh, yeah. And I think part of this process kind of opened that door for mm -hmm. some of the procedure exploring. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And it, it's, it's interesting because while I've always had an interest in math, I think that opening myself up spiritually through uh, sexuality and through meditation and through some of the experiences that we've gone through, it also has affected the way that I see math and it affected how I interact with math because 
in high school, I was really interested in math, but it was always because there was always, it was a method to get a specific answer. But I think now I view it a little more elastically. I realize that there's a lot of different ways to get to, to different things, and there there are a lot of different things that you can do with math, and they're not all, they don't always jump out at you at, at first. So I think that it's kind of opened my mind in the way that I think about math as well. And I think the other thing it's given you that I've seen and observed is that, you know, and you mentioned when early on when we first started your training that start following something and you have this burst of energy and then you'd kind of get overwhelmed and everything would kind of fall apart. Mm -hmm. And by working from this more spiritual level, it keeps you more on track. It keeps you mm -hmm. that spark going for you. It keeps you mm -hmm. uh, fully integrated with mm -hmm. life. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I feel like I notice when I'm starting to get to a place that before would have been complete burnout, would would have been, you know, me hitting the wall and not being able to go forward anymore. And Part of the thing that has changed is that I have you to talk to with when I get to that point where I feel overwhelmed. But also at the same time, I feel like I have more energy and more steam. And just because I get to a place where things get a little harder to deal with, I I think I still have energy to, to use, whereas before I, I think that I would just completely exhaust all of my energy and then get to a place where it was very difficult to really do anything at all. Mm -hmm. My sexual practices give me a lot of energy for everything else in life. It gives me that, that passion. It gives me that. It's in part, very primal. It gives me a energy and almost a resilience to the negative forces of life. It's like I can bounce back from them easier because I am more in tune. Oh yeah, I I definitely feel the same way. I feel that it not only does it give me energy, but it also gives me a kind of focus. I feel like since I've been incorporating a lot more of this sexual spirituality in me, I am better at things like... I, I used to have problems when I would start to feel overwhelmed of not knowing what to what to do first not knowing what to do next and i just get so overwhelmed and i felt paralyzed by the fear of 
not what knowing what to do that I, I didn't do anything until and it w- would get worse because I still had a lot of things to do and I know that now I have you know when something comes up and I start to feel overwhelmed I'm able to take a deep breath and say okay what what's the first step what what do i need to do first to to you know maybe maybe i can't finish all of this but if i want to finish as much of it as i can what what's the first step i take mm-hmm. and then i'm able to do that and once I do that, I'm more comfortable. I'm like, okay, then we can take the next step. And a lot of times what I realize is that by taking things step by step and, you know, doing things, all of a sudden I do finish with a task that I thought that I wouldn't have any chance of finishing. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least getting to a place where the next day I can make up for it by yeah you know yeah one of the things and i know i've discussed this with you in the past but Mm -hmm. one of the things i learned early on and this helped me in so many areas of my life i would take what i least wanted to do and do it first and get it out of the way and i noticed that there's this kind of mechanic sense of this if I did what I hated last I would be dreading it all day and thinking about it it'd be on my mind it'd be kind of weighing me down but by doing it first and getting it out of the way it freed up so much more energy for everything else in the rest of the day plus I could after I completed the undesirable task, I would go, wow, that's behind me now, and I accomplished it. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good when you can get that yucky stuff out of the way first. Mm-hmm. It just frees you up your day. and Or for me, it gave me so much more energy for the things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I did the things I wanted to do first, I'd be thinking, ah, oh, still got to do that dreaded task. And mm-hmm. it'd be sapping my energy, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Just because I was thinking about it, it was kind mm-hmm. of bothering me. I was putting it off, procrastinating, and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I should really be doing this, not doing what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. and And so... I really find that that really helps. It's one of those kind of almost spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. that can really help you get back to that mindfulness and mm-hmm. and being more fully present because you get the angst out of the way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And that's something you've helped me with it. I haven't always been good at, uh, but yeah, it, it, it takes practice. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Well, anything you want to add? We've come to the top of the hour. <laughs> um, I would. 
I would just like to add that I feel sometimes, uh, especially if you've never been a particularly spiritual person, this topic can sound intimidating because a lot of it is intuitive. Like even a lot of the things that we're talking about, uh, we're kind of describing symptoms of the thing rather than the thing itself. But a lot of it is not very easy to put into words. But I think that sometimes people get so intimidated when they hear about people expressing their spiritual moments and things that make them feel very spiritual that people just think it's not for them or it's not within them. And I, if you find yourself in that boat, I would say that you might be overthinking it a little bit. It really, to open yourself up to having spiritual experiences, you just need a willingness. And I think that the best first step is learning how to meditate, learning how to breathe and just be aware of your surroundings and having a general openness to experiencing the the spiritual aspects of the world and of your surroundings. And I also know that in our culture, in a sex-negative culture, sex is not thought of as a spiritual endeavor. In fact, in many religions, sex is considered sinful and evil and bad. But the thing I've discovered is that sex is a sacred act. It opens a door to a whole new level of existence, and or it can. And that's what I've discovered in my life and help other, and I know I've touched many lives in teaching some of these techniques at Aphrodite's Temple, through the BDSM training classes I do. People have come back and said, wow, you've, nobody's ever really explained the spiritual side to me before. This is amazing. And, you know, I try to put it in this concrete awards as I can <laughs> and try to create a process where anybody can open the door just by putting some of these exercises to work in your life, developing that self-discipline to do a morning affirmation or do meditations daily and to keep a journal uh, is a very powerful thing. It can help a lot and help you really kind of see new patterns, especially when you review your journals after you've been keeping them for a long time. And I'm talking months, even maybe years, but once you kind of keep a journal, it can kind of give you some insights into the process. 
But yes, enjoy that spiritual side. Let it awaken in you. Do some of the steps that it takes. Touch yourself. Explore yourself. And awaken those energies within your body. Any final words? <laughs> or is that good? <laughs> Just that I love you guys. I hope that y'all are doing very well. Ah, yes. And with that, have those amazing nocturnal emissions. Explore your bodies. Awaken those pleasures of the flesh. And see where they can take you. It's amazing what you might discover. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for-